series finished up. Oklahoma won a, uh, another uh, second title for the program. And there are three teams moving on to Omaha. Indiana is headed uh, Indiana. Won 2-1 series of Super Regional over Florida State. LSU went 2-0 over OU. And UCLA 2-0 over Cal State Fullerton in a Two out of three game situa- uh, situation for uh, for the uh, Super Regional headed to the College World Series in Omaha, Nebraska. Other teams are scheduled to finish up today. Uh, game, uh, two games in progress, and the rest are have to, uh, to start at at four and at seven. And right now, it looks like uh, that'll be a, a third game between uh, South Carolina and uh, UNC. And it looks like uh, if Indiana can hold on, they'll be headed uh, to uh, they'll, they'll be they will be headed to Omaha. And uh, that's it for me as far as college sports now for today. Uh, uh, right now, two things are going on. Uh, we had a long shot on yesterday in the horse uh, in the uh, horse race, uh, Belmont. Did you win any money? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm poor right now. I sure wanted to get out there. I uh, couldn't get away, and nobody wanted to believe that there was a long shot coming in. <laughs> Too bad I couldn't get in touch with our friend, our, our friend, because each show would have come by and got me if I'd put that number out there. Uh, but also, uh, the big thing today is game two of the uh, NBA Finals. Uh, what's your uh, situation? Well, my prediction is right, in, right now smoldering. That's quite all right. You know, I picked the Heat in six. Obviously, if they lose tonight, uh, game two, they'd be down 0-2. The chances of them coming back to win the series would be astronomical. Tony Parker uh, is unguardable. But he he don't have a matchup. Um, he looked bad but until that last shot. LeBron guarding him uh, toward the end. Probably see more of that in game two. But even if they, the Heat decides to do that and have LeBron on Tony Parker, all the Spurs would do was go pick and roll, and if they decide to switch to pick and roll, then LeBron won't be on Tony Parker anymore. So it's up to Spolster and LeBron to go with that pick, double up, double Tony Parker, get the ball out of his hands, because switching it does no good. It defeats the purpose of having LeBron on, on Parker in the first place. So we'll see how it goes. Old man Tim Duncan. Does what he does. He's, uh, he does what he does. He's clockwork. That's what he is. He is like clockwork. He's a big fundamental. He gets things done. Chris Bosch has become Sam Perkins. Uh, he just stands around the three-point line, jacking up threes. He's, he's afraid to rebound. He doesn't do anything else besides shoot three-pointers and scowl and scream and stuff when, and feel like he's accomplished something when he makes a three-pointer. So he's, he's, he's got to play better. His name has come up on uh, his trade. Yeah, I, I saw that. <laughs> you know, the Bobcats on the Bobcats, Michael Jordan, the Bobcats. Um, 
uh, rumored to want to acquire Mr. Bosch and become the face of the franchise and what was really shaky in exchange for uh, the fourth pick in the upcoming is he NBA draft. Is he fourth pick type, type of player? On a bad team, he can score some points, and that's what he would be going to as a bad team. That's no different what he did with uh, in Toronto. So, you know, I don't think he would lead them to the promised land of the playoffs or anything like that by himself. But the fact that the Bobcats are looking at Bob should become the face of the franchise tells me all I need to know. So, and the fourth pick, it's a weak draft. So I don't know yeah, if I'm going to give up. It's, it's, you know, uh, I'm going to answer it. I'm going to keep asking this until I get a sensible answer that I can, like, hold in my head. Because I've asked quite a few people, what happened to the talent this year coming out, both underclass and overseas and right here at home seniors group? It's just cyclical. It's just one of those years. It's a down year. Next year's class is going to be ridiculously awesome. Uh, it's going to be so many top players and franchise changes in title with Andrew Wiggins he's one and done he's going to Kansas he'll be no more pick in the draft next year would be no more, no more pick in the draft this year if he could have gone straight from high school he's that talented there's just so many it's just cyclical that's really what it is uh, there is some talent in this draft it's just going to take a lot longer for it to, to develop in the NBA you know looking at a guy like uh, Nolan Noel and I just asked you that question you know, you know would he be healthy but the start of the season or will it just wait on him He's he's coming off ACL. He won't be out. It's very likely he'll be ready to start the season. But he's a thin big man. He's, he's a thin shot blocker who's going to need time to develop. Um, ben McLemore out of Kansas. What need time to develop? All these guys. Otto Porter. What need time to develop? You know, Jonathan Fagan from the Chronicle, our colleague, posted his second mock draft. It's uh, on their Chronicle website, and I'll probably link to it and tweet it, tweet it as well. Put it on my Houston Roundball Review Facebook fan page for y'all to check out. Fagan has the Rockets, who have the 34th pick currently, uh, drafting Eric Green's shooting guard from, from Virginia Tech. It's interesting, in Fagan's first mock draft, he had the Rockets selecting big man Mike Mascala from Bucknell, who uh, 6'11". Uh, was Oh, about a 20 and 10 guy in college, a senior at Bucknell. I voted for him as a the senior class award winner. He said 20 and 10, roughly. So he'll uh, be like 12 and 5. Yeah, he's not that. He's he's a good big man. He's That's a, what I'm he's saying. A, 12 and 5. You, he's a bench player. I don't even. I don't know if he can score 12 points. Average 12 points in the well, NBA. Eight and five. Uh, eight but, uh, That's possible. That's more realistic. He's he's a good shooter. He's got decent post skills. But uh, it was interesting. In Fagan's first mock draft, I linked to it. NBA Draft.net is a website that, obviously, by their name, focuses on the NBA draft. Then you have Mike Muscala going in the draft at all. So <laughs> it just goes to show you different people have different perspectives, see things differently, judge talent differently. Um, now Fagan has Muscala going one pick before uh, Rogers pick at 34-33 with Cleveland. Let's go see uh, now. Fagan's on, on the right track because NBA Draft Annette has Muscala now in the second round of, of their latest mock draft going 42nd to Philadelphia. So he went from not being on their 60 uh, draftable people to being 42nd now. So but that's NBA Draft Annette. A plus to them. There's a whole bunch of other sites out there that do mock drafts. I may do one later on, depending on if I have time, which is probably my life. I may just do a lottery mock draft selection, things like that, stop at it, and then guess who the Rockets may pick at 34. They're still rumored to uh, be willing to trade Thomas Robinson to free up more cap room. 
Fagan discussed that uh, Rockets have plan 1A and 1B to go after Chris Paul and Dwight Howard via free agency. So a lot of big things Rockets have planned. If they hit home runs with both of them, basketball will really be exciting here in Houston. I'm not sure. It seems less likely that the Rockets will acquire Chris Paul now that it seems apparent that uh, Chris Paul will have say so in who the Clippers' next head coach will be. And if that's the now case, they, they a lot of, what happened? A lot of jobs all of a sudden opened up in the last five to ten days uh, from all over the place. And George Carl's name, which was a surprise and all for him getting let go in the first place, but his name has come up with just about on everybody's hit list. He made, yeah, George Carl. Coach of the year to being fired. He wanted. He was, he was going into the last year of the contract, asked for an extension. Nuggets management didn't want to give him an extension, so they said, "Thank you, George, for your service here. Bye." That's basically what it comes down to. Um, there will be 12 new head coaches in the NBA in the 13-14 season. 12 coaches have been have been or will be named this off season. Well, let me ask this way, man, and it's expanding out. Is it management changes? Uh, teams just want to go in a different direction? Are players not happy? Are the stars not happy? All, all of those things, all those issues. Plus, uh, some management believes has higher expectations, uh, unrealistic expectations, let's put it like that, for their team, for their players. The talent may not be there. Uh, the owners may believe that the talent is there, despite obvious that it's not there and blame someone and sit and rather than blame the GM they blame the head coach so coaches you know coaches in the NBA are hired to be fired so we'll see how it all turns out um Lana Hollins is going to part from the Grizzlies he led the Grizzlies to the Western Conference Finals so it happens on bad teams it happens on winning teams uh I do believe in some cases there are owners and GMs who are thinking too much not thinking themselves and will get burned for it in the long run but um, that's part of the business does uh, JVG step out again I don't think so I think he's happy in, in his TV role I just, he does a good job as a TV analyst and I think he enjoys the less stressful work of being a TV analyst and be able to critique uh, everybody and uh, make a nice living at it what do you think? You know, I, I, to be honest with you, I kind of miss him on the sidelines uh, because it's interesting what he does, you know, as far as game, game time situations. People may have, you know, questions all about his his practice uh, philosophy, but his game situations are pretty good because he has a way of getting the best out of the talent that he has to work with and getting them to a place where they hadn't been before and sustaining that level. Most coaches can, you know, because even when you have talent, you can still screw it up. Very true, and it happens all the time. <laughs> now, on the college level, some things. Uh, what's been going on lately with the coaches? Um, I saw you had a new uh, blog post now from uh, Coach Buchanan of U of H. What was that about? Uh, earlier this week, the WBCA. I just think this third season of it, third off season, they put together basically a coaches session for invite for WBCA members, invited only, invitation only for coaches to attend and uh, learn how to uh, make themselves better coaches. And uh, Todd Buchanan 
was one of the uh, 32 uh, coaches invited to participate this week, and I was able, he was kind enough to uh, give me some quotes. In a nutshell, he enjoyed it. He thought it was an incredible experience. You can go to the Houston Round Barview blog and, and read his comments. Um, he thoroughly enjoyed it. He was grateful for the opportunity. I'm just going, you know, to my horn a little bit. I a, it was just something I'm on the, I'm on the WBCA uh, press release list. You're not going to see the comments from Coach Buchanan anywhere else, Houston media-wise. That's not what they do. That's not so, what they do. So you go to HoustonRoundBarView.com, uh, check out the blog, Women's Who's blog, and see those comments. I, I thank Coach for that. The second time he's given me quotes, he, he gave me quotes for uh, when the announcement was made regarding the NCAA committee recommending the 10-second backcourt rule finally being its path and taking place in women's basketball. So check it out. Go to HoustonRoundBarView.com's blog. Wildcat, how can folks check out your information and your your videos and your pictures, etc. I finally got it all. Excuse me, all under one name. It's A K S V V C S R on Twitter, YouTube, and I am on the front page of the website KingSizeView.com. You can also find uh, KG. Uh, his round review reviews uh, is also on the, on the front page of that website. Uh, Kingside View uh, covers uh, high school sports here in the area. Uh, matter of fact, uh, in the next issue should be the state boys uh, baseball uh, state tournament uh, game on on yesterday. And as I say, we had about having an all Houston area final. Uh, it was pretty good to see. And talent-wise, uh, right now we got two champions out of this area: the Tomball one and the Woodlands. The Woodlands does. So, you know, baseball is starting to make a move here in the area. And the one thing I have noticed, on especially this last week, uh, Fort Bend uh, has quite a few uh, baseball play, uh, athletes uh, that look like me. You know, on the younger level, on the middle school and the high school level. So uh, it's going to be uh, down the road. Hopefully the RBI programs that are, that are being instituted by the Major League Baseball will start to pay off. And hopefully uh, someday uh, there will be quite a few numbers and all back in the Major League, which we'll all be happy. Well, okay, what are your thoughts on uh, Brittany Griner? If you have anything new to share, anything new to say? Share. Yeah, outside the lines did a uh, interview. Aired interviews today, and it'll probably be available on, on the internet if it's not already. Um, it's usually posted after six o'clock. She made some very inter- interesting comments. Um, a lot of video of her riding her longboard, and, and I guess at the at the playground dunking and playing with some some, uh, some guys. Um, it was interesting, you know. I've known her for so long. It's not a big deal to me. So. <laughs> it's just See, so. the key word was anything new. I don't have anything new to say. You know, other than now that she's free to, she has freedom to to speak her own mind. Other than she, that, she you know, has done that. That's what she's doing. And a lot of people are asking questions, and I think it all boils down to the fact that uh, while she was in college, everybody that's covered this game. Can't figure out how it has stayed quiet for so long. 
I didn't bust out as far uh, uh, in the media. In the everyday media, I put it like that. Anything new on the Michael Young U-Bates situation? Not that I'm able to talk about on there in the podcast. I will just say that... Uh, Other than I will repeat what I said last week. Contract is a contract. Especially when they say, the con- say that you are getting compensated. No matter at the same amount, at the same money amount that you were before. We just moved you over to another position. But a contract is a signed contract. And in the state of Texas, pretty much you and I talking is a contract. And you pretty much said it all I wanted to say. Go ahead. <laughs> Mike signed the contract. Uh, things, something changed in his mind after he signed the contract to want to go to the media and go public with his apparent dissatisfaction. And we'll see how things go. Uh, I will add that um, Joseph Young will, you know, Mike's son will probably play overseas. Uh, this coming season in hopes of uh, improving his draft stock and get drafted in the 2014 NBA draft next year. So that's a thing to add. But as Wildcat said, a contract is a contract. He signed the contract. Mike signed the contract. So we'll see what else uh, plays out. Um, uh, based on what I've heard, it ain't good. A contract is a contract. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say on that. This is one of those, one of those situations where you will neither, not in a position now to speak publicly about it, any of it. It's an outside the lines situation. It, it could be, and, and that's sad, you know. For, for as many years as my yeah. young has been a part of U of H's, uh basketball and his importance to Fasnama Jamma, et cetera. Uh, it's, it's, it's an ugly way to end the relationship if it can't be mended. Anything else you want to add, sir? Not on that. I want to get as far away from that as possible. And, and that's cool. Anything on your brain else you want to talk about? Um, any camps coming up? You know, I've, had, I've asked, uh, speaking of any college camps coming up around the area, I hadn't, uh, other than uh, uh, camps at um, at HBU and at Rice. I still haven't gotten the dates and all them in the process of going on, you know, checking online and like to make sure. But uh, none of the coaches I've, I have yet to see a coach out and about. This it's so far to see. The other thing I saw Coach Dickey doing the uh, baseball playoffs. I hadn't seen anybody else. Have you run into anybody that's there? Other there than camp Coach Buchanan. There, you know, speaking from my my alma mater, um, their camps are coming up, I believe. But the Cougars men's team is participating uh, this coming season in the Legends Classic in November. They are four hosts of the annual event in November. Um, U of H, along with Pittsburgh, Stanford, and Texas Tech. So it's some pretty prominent names in men's college basketball. Um, each team will play, it's I think a 12-team tournament total, something like that, I believe. Yeah. And then uh, you will advance to play in the championship rounds in the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. So it's a pretty big deal for the Cougs and Coach Dickey 
to participate in, and it's a good opportunity for them to make some noise in the early season and, and generate some uh, national media attention, especially after you know losing your leading scorer, Joseph Young, uh, right now. So any positivity that will come to uh, men's basketball program is a good thing. Uh, well, here we go. Uh, Coach Dickey's camp starts June 10th. Uh, oh, next week. That's, so that's tomorrow. The, Monday, yeah. Uh, this The first session is June 10th through the 13th, and then there's June 17th through the 20th, and then have one in July, uh, July 29th through August 1st. So I'll uh, stop by and pull up something and do an, inter- uh, do an interview and see how things are going here on the campus, if he's available, and... We'll go from there. And I'll post it. Uh, I'll post go. it up there the evening. And yeah, folks, it, it, trust me. Uh, it, it's, it'll be an interesting conversation. That's I, that's best way I can answer. I, I'll ask some pointed questions, and he either, either decide to answer them or not. And the women's side, uh, or as a matter of fact, playing the coach Davis, uh, coach Mike Davis, yes, and I know he's not going to have one this summer. Okay, he basically said that, uh, but as far as women, don't have a clue. Okay, on the on the Cougar women's side, their first camp will be June 24th, running through June 27th, in uh, an individual camp. Then have a an elite camp on August 3rd which will be a few days after the team camp on June 29th. Uh, the information at uhcougars.com. Check that. i got to always plug my own monitor as much as possible. Um, so contact Coach Buchanan. Contact uh, Tanti Jones. She's in charge of uh, registration for the camp, the individual camp. And I don't mind saying that. The number is 713-743-9463. Once again, number is 713-743-9463. Oh, okay, you never tell me. Were you picking the Spurs win the series? Yes, sir. You picked Spurs. Oh, man. Spurs in how many games? Uh, I six. Spurs in six. So you're looking pretty good right now. So, uh, I, But speaking of that, how can I, I, you know, I made you over-exaggerated last week about they beat them, a bunch of old men uh, beat up on them youngsters like they stole something. But I cannot figure out on that level, at that pace, how can you only have four turnovers in a playoff game of that, uh, that magnitude and this nature? It comes down to coaching. It comes down to great guard play. It comes down to experience. It comes down to fundamentally sound. But uh, you know, you got great guards. Got great guards. You got great decision makers as well. And sometimes, when in doubt, you just shoot the ball and go get it. And that's not necessarily a turnover. You know, the Heat kind of created down the stretch in the fourth quarter with some key turnovers. With Tony Parker just found a way to get things done, including that miraculous shot that he barely beat the shot clock on where he pivoted and fell to the ground, got kept the dribble alive, got up, pivoted and up and under and banked it off the glass to get the Spurs at a four-point margin of victory. We'll see how things go in game two Sunday night. Um, Dwayne Wade has to play better. Chris Moss has to play better. But he'd have to execute down the stretch in order to get things done. But we also saw, as you and I touched on in the last podcast, when it comes, if it comes down to coaching, yeah, it's no contest. Yeah. We, 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 Popovich, yeah, is yeah. better coach than Eric Spolster. That's just the bottom line. We'll see national, the global audience will get a chance. Is getting a chance to see how great a coach Greg Popovich is. 
the ratings for game one uh, and, I, and I wrote a blog post about this uh, on the Houston Round Bar View men's tubes blog you can check this out the ratings for game one were up and down depending on your how you looked at things where you, uh, where you are in the country oh this depends on your sources the, the AP says that uh, game one viewership was down 12% from last year um, you know the Heat played Oklahoma City last year in 2012, and then they played Dallas in 2011. Ratings for Game One this year was uh, 14.2 million people watched it this year. 16.2 million watched in 2012. 15.2 watched in 2011. But uh, the ratings were better than the six previous years. So you know it's a, it's good, but it's still down from previous years. Now the ESPN take on things. I love I'll just read you the press release how they. If you don't know, you would, you would think everything's hunky-dory in the NBA Finals. The NBA Finals, uh, San Antonio wins over Miami, generated a 10.6 overnight rating, according to Nielsen. This is the third highest Game 1 rating since 2004. In the fourth consecutive year, Game 1 of the Finals has delivered a double-digit overnight rating. Additionally, the telecast scored a 34.0 local market rating in Miami, the best Game 1 rating ever for that market, while in San Antonio, the game delivered a 35.3. So, depending on your perspective, great numbers, numbers not so good compared to other things. So, you know, it depends on how you think, who's paying the bills, how <laughs> it comes down to just putting up the numbers. Anything else you want to add, sir? Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, we just missed the uh, uh, team camp that was scheduled today uh, over at Rice. <clears throat> but uh, starting tomorrow and through the fourth, uh, it's June 10th through the 14th, there's a combined uh, camp with uh, boys and girls basketball camp going on at Rice um, from grades 2nd through the 12th and from 8 to 12. And one to five it was a morning session and, and a uh, afternoon session over at Rice. If I may ask, sir. Yes. Did you receive any uh, email regarding this camp, sir? No, sir. I sure did not. That's interesting. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Nor did I. I received information regarding the, the uh, U of H camps. Maybe that's because I'm an alum. I don't know. Maybe that's because I'm, I'm be. not an alum of Rice. Could knows. be. Good, but uh, you know, I'm not gonna go there. That's okay. You don't have to. I, I just did. That's quite all right. But as Wildcat pointed out, Bowser camps is up- upcoming. We've touched on the Cougar camps as well, TSU, and also I uh, haven't heard anything from Prairie View regarding any camps uh, that, that they may have, may or may not have. Coach Rim and um, Coach Wilson. But it's it's uh, summertime. The AAU tournaments. The coaches will begin to uh, get the recruiting trail in a few weeks. I haven't heard too many things about any uh, big AAU girls event coming up in, in Houston no. this year, so that's, not, that's not a good thing. I didn't notice anything on the uh, certification uh, website either. So uh, we'll have to probably get in touch with our our uh, friend, Cindy Colson, who has got his ear to the street uh, 
regarding girls' high school basketball. Uh, goodness, Simi does a great job covering uh, girls' high school basketball. He's a patient soul because I couldn't do that as, as much as he does. He, he, he goes, he's at events today, right now, tweeting about events. Yeah, that, that's what he does. So kudos to him. Um, once again, I'm KG. My website is HoustonRoundBallReview.com. My YouTube channel is Houston Roundball. I have a Facebook fan page. Like the Facebook fan page, please, folks. I'm not about to beg, but, you know, it's a good thing. It's a good source of information for you. Houston Roundball Review Facebook fan page. I'm also on Twitter at T-H-E-H-R Review. Uh, these podcasts are available on iTunes. We'll have links on my blogs, links on Wildcat blogs, links on the Facebook page as well. So you can check them out, listen to them, share them with your friends. Wildcat, if that's all we got, we can wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, lastly, you can find me all over the place. YouTube, Twitter, blog. It is A-K-S-V-S-V-D-C-S-R. A-K-S-V. The CSR, YouTube, Twitter, and blog. This is the Fifth Ward Wildcat. And this is KG. Thank you as always for listening. And in conclusion, be true, be cool, and.